Hello, and thank you for listening to Wild Rants or Sober Thoughts. I am your host, Pandora Bloom. It is 3.11 a.m., and I am up listening to music. I made an observation about something that I heard not too long ago, and I'm trying to figure out the logic in the situation. Um... You guys just sit back, relax, and enjoy your tea, coffee, wine, whatever it is you drink. Because it's about to get a little real up in here with this music. So, everybody knows that I have loved Ariana Grande for like a little bit. Um, Her lyrics are relating in uh, in a sense with uh, my love life. Well, (laughs) former love life in a way. Um, and I, sorry for the whispering, I'm, my baby's asleep and I'm up talking about this, but I have come across a track on, uh, her album Positions and it's called My Hair. And, you know, at first I didn't really pay any mind to it because, you know, when, every time I listen to something else, all of a sudden it's like low and I can't listen to it out loud because my baby's sleeping and the only time I get to listen to music actually um like for myself is like late at night and um today I decided to listen to this track in full um after waking from a really weird dream and I'll talk about that later but I'm sitting here listening to the track I'm listening to the rhythm um I'm listening to the beat and I'm listening to the lyrics and I started to realize this song was created by a black woman. The lyrics, of course, the song is called My Hair. The lyrics are basically um, speaking of a woman who wears protective styling in her hair. And she's intimate with this guy or she loves this guy. And he... Like, she gives him a free pass to touch her hair. Now, when she gives him the free pass to touch her hair, she's showing who she truly is underneath of all the tracks and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, white women are not, well, black women are not the only women who wears tracks. However, this song is, is, is like touching me and my soul as a black woman. And I'm like listening to it. And I'm like, this girl did not write this fucking song. Ain't no way in motherfucking hell Ariana Grande wrote this song. And I scroll down and I see the lyrical credits. Of course, Ariana's going to be the first one because it's on her album. Two of the people that's on the damn song um, is, Ari, is Victoria Monette and Tyler Brax. I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't they keep this song for themselves? The song is a really great song, y'all. However, I do not feel like Ariana Grande was meant to be on that fucking track. So, um, continuing on with this, because I had to take a little break from it. Um, I had a conversation with a young woman um, on stereo. I believe her name is Jemiah, um, about the um, My Hair track. And um, she's a bit older than I am. And she explained to me um, that 
you know, she, she actually, she helped me understand, helped me see a lot of things clearly because at first I was tripping. At first I was like, no, she can't, she can't sing this track. You know, this is not for her. But now she opened it up for me to understand. I'm going to let you guys listen to that. All right, there we go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully stereo don't kick me off. I don't own any rights to this music. Uh, let me see. Video will play after ad. Okay, none of us own a rights to this song. <laughs> Period. And Jessica, and, and just in case to do, I'm going to follow you. So I'm going to give you some instructions that you can't be scared to try. I want you to touch this something like the way you do my mind. I got body in this mood to touch the same way as my skin. Don't you be She said sometimes it's real, sometimes it's tracks. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got the gist of it, right? Yeah. All right, so go ahead. All right, so... <laughs> what don't you like about it? I like it. It's just the fact that... I don't know, maybe it's something in me that's... A, that's Like, what's it called? That's... that's uh, uh, That's going back and forth about it. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't feel as though this song was meant for... I, I want to say maybe it was meant for her... In some ways, but I feel as though this song was not meant for her. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying it yeah. was, but in a way, it was like not. maybe um 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 NDR India re or someone mm-hmm. like that maybe. But it also talks about the length of the hair and um her having inches. So. I mean, she has a right to want somebody to play in her hair. I mean, just because yeah. it's not kinky and coiled or or curly or, you know what I mean? Like ours or like mine. Like my hair is soft curls. So like it's, you know, like people say good hair, but I don't believe in a good hair, bad hair shit because I feel yeah. like 
hair is hair, you know, <laughs> and I don't want any kind of it in my food. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, but, um, true. You feel me? Like, I don't care how good you think it is. I don't want it in my food. I don't really like hair, but I, I keep my hair short. So um, I'm definitely one of those people that are like, uh, you can touch my hair. You can write your fingers through it. It's soft. It's always smells good. It, you know, it's always like nice and got a little oil to it. It's not dry, you know. So, um, yeah, but I, I mean, you know, us black women, we just, we just sick of people's shit and I, yeah. and I get it. You know what I mean? Like we just sick of people's shit. And so it's like, we could be easily offended about shit that, you know what I mean? Really don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or might not really affect us directly. We just, you know, we just, we're just tired of taking the brunt of every fucking thing all the time. Yeah. It's always us that's getting a short end of the stick on shit, but we're always there for everybody. Everybody. Not even yeah. just people that look like us. You get what I'm saying? We're always there for everybody. And so, you know, it, it's, it's it's real easy to offend us at this point because we've never really been valued or have been held to where we matter like nobody ever really gives us the credit that we're due and not saying that we're out here looking for it but we yeah. don't get it so soon as as soon as something happens that sometimes can even be almost leaning the other way we ready to pounce on you because we're like you know what i'm sick of this shit and i'm not so that was the bit um with myself and miss J. Um, Queen J, um, and she helped me understand and realize that uh, a lot of things out here, for example, uh, I will scroll on my Twitter and I'll see Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and I'll see like a white woman with braids. And um, a lot of women, such as myself, black women, we will be very highly offended. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you can't have this. Why are you white with braids? You can't, you're not supposed to wear this. It's about our culture and things like that. And, you know, as she stated, we black women are ready to pounce on you. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're fed up. We're through. We're done. We're tired of getting shorter than a stick of stuff um, of everything. Um, we don't mind helping. We don't mind, you know, molding, you know, the image of X, Y, and Z. However, give us the credit for it. Um, and then again, you know, as she stated, we get mad at things that are that seem um, big in the moment, but really it's just small. You know what I mean? Like India Ari said, I am not my hair. <laughs> like we are not our hair. We are the soul. You know what I mean? We're deeper than that. And then we went into a little bit more conversation and I'm gonna let you guys listen to that um, in a few seconds. Um, let's play that. I need another pen. Like, I'm glad it's somebody that's older than me because if I played this track for somebody in my generation and they heard it, it was like, no, that's not okay because she's a white girl and she's this and she's that. And I'm like, I don't think that thought is okay. I need somebody else to speak on this. You know what I mean? Because something right. kept telling me, you know, not just, black girls are not the only ones who wear tracks. You know what I mean? So, right. Well, that's like calling notes, right? When they make yeah. their smile. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah's a white woman's name. You know what I mean? Like, but that doesn't mean that two white men can't make an R and B song. 
Yeah, that's true. And it was a song that has grown up. I mean, like it has literally grown us up. Like um, mm-hmm. most of us between 25 and 45 and up. But I'm saying, like, as far as the younger, the millennials. I don't even know yeah. if 27 even counts as a millennial. But um, those of us in that generation, like, Sarah's Smile was, like, one of those songs that was, like, listen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care yeah. what, like, race they are that hit. Like, that, that it made you smile. It made you warm. You didn't care if they were talking about a white woman or a Latino woman or what the race was. It was just that the words, you know, had you enamored and made you feel like, you know, like you were Sarah at that moment. You know what I mean? So, like, and I, and I think, like, at the end of the day, like, it's so much fucked up stuff going on that yeah if there's a if there's a covet where we can give a pass give a fucking pass you get what i'm saying because like it's too much pressure to have to fight so many different types of battles throughout the day choose the battles Mm -hmm. that really deserve to be fought and leave the rest of that shit the wayside because it just adds stress and strife on your life. You get what I'm saying? So like yeah. something like my hair, we don't own the rights to hair because we're black and our shit had to be straightened or whatever. You get what I'm saying? We don't we don't own the rights to sing about that. Like other cultures have complexities about their appearance or about their hair that we might not even have no knowledge of because we've never been them. So we, we ain't never been no Mexican woman with dry mm. hair you know what i'm saying we don't know their problems or we've never been white women and with the potential to get life like there's mm. certain things that we we don't know about you get what i'm saying that other people might face that um you know we can't take it all personal like just because like okay all right well you really don't have a right to be singing about skin deep and hair and because it sounds too ethnic it sounds yeah. like it's leaning towards our race, but we don't own melanin. There are other cultures who have melanin in their body. You know what I mean? And they have a right to talk about their story. So just us as black women, you know, like, you know, we can't be mad at everybody about everything. We got to pick our best. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. We everybody all the time, knocking everybody out. That's true. Man. our battles as black women that's not something that we do a lot um, due to the fact that we are so used to standing in the front lines uh, to defend whatever it is we feel as though is going to be taken away from us or is being threatened to be taken away from us that's something that was bestowed within us since the very beginning of time I feel as though majority of us have to learn to choose our battles. You know what I mean? Um, something that may be big to us, maybe small to somebody else. However, the things we should, what we should do is save our energy for the things that are bigger, that actually do matter, that does make a difference. Um, now the songs that she stated um, Sarah Smile 
one of the songs Sarah Smile was, was a really good song I listened to it myself I would place it on here but uh I'd have to have listener support now getting to that a little later on in one of my other podcasts hopefully you guys can support me on that so you guys can listen to music on here um from Spotify um however until then I'll just talk about it Sarah Smiles has a lot of got a lot of soul to it just like my hair by Ariana Grande um and as she stated, it didn't really matter what color you were, white, black, Puerto Rican, whatever. You know, you listen to the song, it just made you smile, you know? And sometimes we forget that with certain things. Um, music was invented, all in all, to make you feel good or to help you relate to whoever is making the song. Doesn't matter what color they are, white or black. And um, going into that, we started a conversation about... Uh, some of the things that I, I told her that I see on Twitter uh, with Caucasian, um, a ca- young Caucasian male, y'all know who it is, uh, Justin Bieber created an R&B track and I'm going to play that for you guys and let y'all listen to it. Well, technically he made an R&B album, but I'm going to play that little segment for you guys and let y'all listen to it. When you were talking about Sarah Smiles, that made me think about because Twitter is oh my god, I don't even know if you have a Twitter, but Twitter mm-hmm. is is a is a place. Especially my timeline, I see people going after Justin Bieber because um, he created an R and B track, and they were like, oh, you don't know anything about R and B and blah blah blah, just tearing him to shreds because um, I think he it was a VH1 Awards and MTV Awards, one or the other. I cannot remember, but they called his album, I think pop or something and he said um no it's r&b and he was trying to tell them off nicely on like instagram and everybody was like making fun of him and saying uh-huh you don't know the first thing about r&b music who gave you the right blah 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 and, wow you know yeah yes tearing him to shreds and i'm like yo like i'm a justin beaver be justin beaver <laughs> like when he i'm a sad beaver yeah <laughs> justin beaver but like when he made um um, it don't make no sense with Travis mm. Scott. I don't know if you're oh, down yeah. with that. Yes, Listen. I am. I love that song. Yes. You can't tell me that ain't R&B. It is. That's definitely R&B. That got some hip-hop in it, too. Like, yes. Like, I love that He touched that me with song. that. That little boy touched yes. me, girl. He touched me with that song. And not only did he touch me, but he struck he struck an accord with my daughter. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like, my daughter's 13. I'm I'm 40 so like we're two complete different generations and he touched both of us in different ways I don't want to be with him but I think his music is beautiful (laughs) you know what I mean but I could see how a young girl would be like idolizing him and thinking like oh he's dreamy you know what I mean in a sense like oh he got the but yeah I would say that some of his shit is pop like not everything is R&B but I do feel like he do got the you know he has the the pop back for sure. Yeah. That that yeah. that that boy band shit. Yeah. I f- he um something that I've realized though cuz following up with Ariana Grande and Justin, um a lot of artists who are not like black or they consider urban, they put in the yeah. pop field before they can go R&B because when they're younger, they want like they have like Ariana Grande for example, um one of the songs that she have 
um i think it's uh what is it called what is it called she sampled Real Love by Mary J. Blige in one of her songs on her first album. And mm-hmm. when I heard that sample, I was like, okay, that's telling me that Ariana actually likes R&B and hip-hop music. But since her skin is not black, since she's not ethnic, like, well, she, technically she is because she's Italian. Um, since her skin is not black, they... I thought she was Hispanic, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody did. Everyone did. She's she's Italian, um, and something else I can't remember. But I know Italian is like her main um bloodline. But mm-hmm. when she first came out, like it, there were hints in her first in her first album that she liked R and B music and hip hop music. But they wouldn't allow her, as I stated, to come out with music that was R and B and hip hop because they wanted her crowd to be the white audience. So as mm-hmm. she got older, as she got a little bit more freedom, she came out with what she wanted. You know what I mean? Like, um, what was mm-hmm. it? Uh, her album, Thank You, Next. And um, yes, like the one and, before and the, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one before that one. I can't remember what it was called. Was it Sweetener? Yes, Sweetener. Because she made she made tracks with Pharrell. And you right. know, everybody know Pharrell. Pharrell is that guy. Like, he is that guy that puts you on a map for R&B music. So after that, she had the freedom to talk about it and do as she pleased. Um, Justin Bieber was the same way. When he, well, I wouldn't say he was the same way. No, he kind of was because Usher was his mentor. A lot of people didn't know that. But Usher was the person who was there for him while he was growing up. And um, he, he did a lot of pop songs. But as he got older, he was like, you know what? I want to try R&B. Like, that's something that I love. And I feel as though black people of my generation, because um, we, oh my God, we, we, anybody who does not do, anyone who does not like, anyone that is white and they do an R&B song or hip hop song, they're like, no, stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people in my generation know that. And I'm like, I don't understand it. You know, I'm con- like, at first I was like, like the song, My Hair. I was like, it's not okay for me to think like this. Let me get another opinion. And I was conflicted. But now I'm like, yo, like, that's not okay. You can't tell somebody stay in your lane. But then when you want them to understand you, you're like, oh, but you don't get me. But every time they try to get you, yes. you tell them to stay in your lane. All right, now, y'all. I know what y'all thinking. After you heard that, you were probably like, there's culture appreciation and culture appropriation. Now, culture appreciation, I'm going to define this for y'all because some of y'all will forget what it means. Culture appreciation is when you earnestly seek to learn about or explore a different culture. You learn, you listen, you strive to understand, you seek to honor its benefits and traditions. Culture appropriation. Culture appropriation is the adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity. This can be controversial when members of the dominant culture appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures. All right. Now, what Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber are doing is not considered culture appropriation. Okay. It's culture appreciation. Because if you look at the two, if if you look at Ariana Grande and you look at Justin Bieber they always, 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 always show gratitude toward 
the people who have created R&B music before them, okay? All right, R&B music, soul music, hip-hop music, doesn't matter what it is. They always show appreciation. Now, if we talk about Miley Cyrus, because there's a reason I didn't mention Miley, all right? Because Miley, Miley went on to say, um, and I, I have... <laughs> I have a, a somewhere on Twitter. I don't feel like getting on there right now, but Miley went on to say basically it was just a phase. Oh, she was feeling ratchet. Whatever, what she did was wrong. Okay, that's what Miley did. Miley Cyrus did that. She did that. What she did was was wrong. That was wrong. Um, and that will never ever be okay. However, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande did not. Okay, I feel as though Justin and Ari do not speak on these things because they allow their actions to show it um, first. However, as I stated, my generation, y'all don't give white artists who are doing R&B a break. Y'all will never. And that's okay, but it's not okay. Like, if you feel this way, it's not okay. But at the same time, it is because I can't change your mind. But if you're listening to this and you're getting what I'm saying, awesome. I can't change your mind. But what I'm saying to you is Justin and Ari have shown R&B artists before them respect. Okay, they have um, in many, many different ways. And I can actually pull up some I can pull up my receipt, y'all. I can do it. As I stated, Usher was a mentor of Justin. Okay. Um, who was it? Ariana Grande was on stage with somebody. God, I, I, oof. Jesus, y'all. Ariana Grande was on stage with Patti LaBelle. Okay. Patti told her, you go ahead, be the black, white girl that you are. And saying that is not okay. Because me, myself, and... Um, Miss Queen J actually went to the conversation about that. And I'm going to get into that in a minute as well. But um, as I was stating, with the cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation, what Bali did was cultural appropriation. Okay. Cultural appreciation is what Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande are doing. Okay. Now, with the whole, uh, I think it was the VH1 Awards. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. Actually, I'm going to talk. I'm going to read it. So some of you, it's the Grammys. Um, Justin Bieber um, had a uh, had a picture or he screenshotted something from his notes on November the 24th. And I'm going to get into a little bit more of that on this next segment. So this one won't be too long. So y'all stay tuned. Okay, so I'm going to read the note to you guys um, that Justin Bieber wrote to the Grammys. It says, to the Grammys, I am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be put into the category that feels weird considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style all the way down to the hip-hop drums that were chosen and it is undeniably 
unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't what I set out to make this time around. (laughs) My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains and I am honored to be nominated either way. So I don't know if y'all have listened to Changes, okay? And I'm not talking about skipping through tracks. I'm talking about actually listening to the album, all right? I've actually listened to it. I feel as though it is very, it's, it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Um, and that's coming from somebody who don't listen to Justin Bieber like that. Um, when I go to iTunes, however, for some reason, it is under the category pop. Um, when I look it up, it says pop 2020 and this song definitely sounds, well, this, this album definitely sounds like an R and B album. Um, the first track, however, it, it kind of doesn't in a way it kind of sounds poppy, but I can understand why they would understand why they would mistake it for pop. Um, it's R and B with pop undertones and hip hop too. I don't know if you guys ever heard of, well, you guys are going to hear of him soon because I interview him um, soon, actually. His name is C3. He makes amazing music. His music is R&B with a bit of pop undertones, okay? That is what this album is by Justin Bieber. Um, It's an R&B album. Um, A lot of people who do not have and quote me, a lot of people who <clears throat> do not have a musical background, who just go by sound upright, who do not, um, who have not done their research on R&B music with pop undertones, they would just say it's a pop album. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, people who are quick to judge the album without actually listening to it, they don't know what the, the they don't know what the heck they're talking about neither. Um, myself. I have been studying music for a very, very long time since I was a kid. If you know me and not a lot of you know me, I say this in a lot of my um, podcast segments. um, I have been taking music classes since I was a kid. And even while not in school, I have been still studying music, listening to it um, and getting involved with it. Since I had graduated high school, I still stay on it. So um, if you actually listen to the album and you actually are in music, then you would know R&B um, music when you hear it. It's an R&B album. And I hate that I have to keep saying that it is an R&B album with pop undertones and hip hop as well. So it's a mixture of all. The fact that the Grammys said it was a pop album, um, it actually says a lot. The Grammys in general is uh, a shit show, according to what... Um, everyone is saying including myself we all know that uh the grammys have the upper hand on certain shit if you know what i mean and i'm not going to get into all that on this podcast but yeah um it's a great album you know and i'm not just talking about fucking yummy um there's a song on there called uh come around this is a really great song i love it and um another song called forever they're really good songs um, but I'll let y'all listen to, to that yourselves. Make sure you have somebody around you who actually produces music and have actually been paying attention to music since they were a kid. And I'm not just talking about um, singing a song and saying, oh, that's a pop album because it sounds like pop. No, talk about somebody who actually knows music to listen with you in case you're um, musically impaired. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was getting a little frustrated. But anyway, back to what I was saying. 
um yeah justin was not wrong that is an r&b album um people were tearing him to shreds uh about this uh particular comment that he posted on instagram on twitter um saying a whole bunch of stuff i wish i could i wish i saved that but nonetheless it was people of my generations just going after him because he's a white dude making r&b music and they did the same thing ariana grande and i feel as though we are black people we are afraid of um again the cultural appreciation the cultural appropriation we are afraid of um people white people people who are not black doing what molly cyrus had done um but let me say you guys not everybody's gonna do that you know what i mean (sighs) man i'm gonna get a little bit more into the conversation that myself and miss queen j had i'm gonna break it down a little bit more um let's play that um let's play the rest of the conversation well let's play some of the conversation here When I was growing up, I was not like, as they stated, I was not the quote unquote normal black girl because my mom and dad didn't raise me on certain stuff. You know what I mean? Like they, I didn't see, I didn't watch Boys in the Hood. I didn't watch, um, what was the other movies? Uh, Friday the Minister Society and stuff. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of it. And you know, the crazy part about all this, my mom and dad, cause my, my best friend, um, my best friend was white growing up, but she lived in the same area as I did. And I remember, this is what made me realize, cause I actually lived in a hood and my mom and my dad, they didn't tell me that, you know what I mean? And I didn't realize it until one day I was out with my, my, my best friend's mom and her, and we were driving around and that she was talking about something. And I said, we live in a suburb. She said, no, she said, no baby, this is the hood. And I'm like, we live in a hood? And then I went to my mom. I was like, mom, do we live in a hood? And my mom looked at me for three seconds. She was quiet. She looked at me and then she said, no, baby, we live in the suburbs. And I was like, hmm, okay. So at that moment, I think I was about maybe like 10 or 11 years old. At that moment, I realized like my mom told me this for a reason. You know what I mean? She, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on in my area, but she told me, she told me this for a reason not to right. protect that i don't really know how to explain it you know what i mean she told me this to protect me but she also told me this well what did the to, kids to, at school say because that's how you figure out who you are I'm, and where you live the kids at school were telling me like uh i was a uh i act white and <laughs> like i was a black <laughs> white girl and stuff like that i'm like what yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? I don't understand what you're talking about. And then, mm-hmm. I, as I was growing up, I never understood it. But then, when I got older, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I get why y'all said that. But at the same time, that's not okay. I'm not a black, white girl. I just was raised a little different than you were. Right. You know? Like, like I used to, when I was a kid, I would say red instead mm. of red. And girl, I would get crucified. Really? And I was like, well, the school told me that it's red. They they didn't say it was red. You know, and like, oh my God, they used to say, you talk like a white girl. And I hated it. I hated yes. it. I'm like, um, 
I'm speaking the way I'm being taught to speak in school and you make me go to school every day. So what are you talking about? You know, like I just couldn't understand what the fuck they were doing to me. And as I got older, I was complex. Like I, I had a complex about how I spoke in front of who I was speaking in front of. Like, yeah, I thought that I had to be ghetto in front of black people and proper in front of white people. And I was taught that by my village because it was something wrong with speaking properly mm-hmm. if you grew up in a project. Exactly. How is this frowned upon? Wait a minute, y'all yes. are confusing me. I thought the point of education was to go and be fucking better. You want me exactly. to talk like I'm a drug dealer in a fucking low-income community? That's how you want mm-hmm. me to speak? Like, I was... Exactly. I couldn't believe that they did that to me. You know what I mean? But, like, girl, I'm so glad Good. that my daughter has me as her mother because mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine limiting my child's speech and vocabulary because I want her to fit in with uneducated, undriven, um, what what else can I say? Like fucked up people. You want your kid to fit in with them and talk and speak as if they have no education, no home training. Like you rather have that and say that than that for somebody to speak properly and say the mm-hmm. proper pronouns and adjectives and nouns and verbs in place. You rather exactly. take that away and say that they're speaking like another race? Like, yeah, I, I, we fuck our own people up. I, I really, yeah. I really believe that. We yeah, fuck we our own people up. We really do. Like, I grew up, I grew up for years thinking that there was something wrong with the way that I pronunciate, like I enunciate my words and I correct myself when I'm wrong and stuff like that like people meet me and they're like oh my goodness you speak this way I wouldn't have believed that you were raised in this area who are your yeah. friends up? I'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> like what are you talking about we're on the same page man like it doesn't matter how I speak and you know it's crazy because even in some of these movies that people like grew up on um there was always that person who who was always looked down on as a black person. Like, for example, um, I think it was, God, what movie was it? Was it Friday? I cannot even remember, but it was, well, technically movies. Wow. And then there was always that person in the movies. Like, they always had the stereotype. There was always the one who could, who could um, carry, who spoke well, who they said was like a white person. And there was always yeah. somebody who was darker, who was ghetto. You know what I mean? They right. always had their stereotypes. And I'm like, that's not okay. And when I tried to speak, and it was always some sort of oppression, oppression attached to it. And when I tried to speak about it, this was like, I wanna say before Black Lives Matter movement, stuff like that happened in my area. When I tried to speak up about it, people was like, no, that's not the case. There's no oppression attached to the movies that we watch and blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. What oh, about, um, they said, exactly. They were like, they were like, what about Friday? And what about, um, what was that movie called? Uh, goodness, it was a whole bunch of movies with oppression. I'm like, all of those deal with oppression. Like if, if it's not them saying that the person that is a rich black, if they're saying, if they're saying that it's a rich black person who came from the hood, that's oppression. If they're saying, oh, a black person 
and another black person like there's a light-skinned black person that's uppity and there's a black person that's ghetto that's stereotypes and they don't see it i'm like y'all don't understand this and then i reshared the post and i said do y'all still feel this way and that was like four years ago i said do y'all still feel this way about it and they said yes i still argue with you about this i'm like that doesn't make any sense like how right. you gonna sit here and march in black lives matter and you still feel this way about this post up the after four years after the black lives matter movement like that doesn't make any sense like it's right. just oh my gosh it's it's a lot man like who show it's heavy and it's mm -mm. like trying to figure out oh we got a message somebody want to talk to us Let's see what it oh, we do. i grew up biracial i'm half black half white in a white family so nobody in my family looked like me and i never met my birth father but uh Growing up, a lot of the times, I was always told, based on the way that I spoke, that I acted white, and it was completely confusing. Yeah. That's yeah. messed up, man. We get it. That, Yeah, we do. We really do. That is messed up. Like, I want to know what, like, what was running through their head when they were telling you stuff like that when they were telling us stuff like that like was that something that their parents taught them was that something that they saw on tv like now i'm gonna go and i'm gonna read the post that i posted i reposted it on september 10th um, I said, it's damn near 4 a.m. and I'm up realizing that there are not and were not a lot of African-American teen stars playing roles that does not involve some sort of oppression. White Americans have comedies like Easy A, Mean Girls, 13 Going on 30, and Clueless. While we had Set It Off, Friday, Love Jones, Poetic Justice, and House Party. Notice the difference in these movies. All black faces, all struggle. All white faces, all privilege. What is the media really teaching us? And when I reposted it September 10th, I said, I'm just going to sit this here. I've had people debating on me about this. wonder if they've feel the change their minds by now. And all of this was during the Black Lives Matter movements that were going on in my area. Um, needless to say, uh, one of the people, as I stated in um, the conversation, she had not changed her mind. Um, the other person, I don't think, commented, but he when he was going back and forth with me, he did not see my point. Only one person really saw the point that I was making. Um, and the girl that was going, the young lady that was going back and forth with me uh, said that it, she was talking about uh, just movies and she named TV shows. And then I said, not a lot of people had access to the shows that you're listening due to the fact that cable was expensive. So the silver screen was, you know, the go-to thing. She still didn't see my point. So needless to say, a lot of people do not understand that a lot of the movies back in the 90s and um, some now, not as, not as many as back in the 90s because we didn't have a lot of people to look up to in the 90s and a lot of black women, we did not. Um, a lot of movies that were made back in the 90s were all uh, set in oppression or stereotypes. Um, as you guys heard... Um, in our conversation um, and another thing I'm going to go into stereotypes um, that involves the conversation that herself and I had had about when I was younger I was picked on um, or I was called the black white girl you know what I mean and I feel as though it has something to do possibly has something to do with the movies that they were seeing as kids um, 
and of course I didn't have access to these movies my parents didn't show me these movies um and you know when you see stuff when you're young you're like oh that's how you 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 don't realize it but your brain is programmed to say oh that's how we're supposed to act as a black person and then you know you see another black person who doesn't act in that way um and you're like um yeah you're not acting black so you come off as um the black white girl you know what I mean you're not the typical stereotype of what a black person is supposed to be and as I stated at the end where are they getting this from is it what their parents are teaching them maybe it's tv maybe it's facebook whatever the case may be um this this segment is a very very long segment y'all this is my longest segment in season two um episode two however um I want you guys to give me some feedback um I'm gonna go ahead and end it um, after this next segment of my ending and, um, yeah, so I'm just gonna, yeah. (laughs) Oh, also one thing I forgot to say, um, and that she mentioned, which made sense. We really do mess up our own people by telling them you know, that you're a black, white girl. That's not okay to tell somebody. You know what I mean? Um, when she was growing up, as she just like me, she was dealing with issues because she, um, she would speak a certain way and people would say that she's a black, white girl. Same with me, I'm a black, white girl because I speak a certain way or I act a certain way, that's not okay. And uh, the fact that you hear that from a black person um, is, is very discouraging, you know what I mean? Like, why do I have to be another race to speak a certain way you know what I mean can I just be black and speak this way can I be black and pronounce my words in this way I don't have to be this way to be black why can't I just be this way and be black you know what I mean um and the young man who called in on the uh the the radio well the stereo (laughs) and he spoke about what he went through and people telling him he was like you know a white black boy confused him I could only imagine what he felt you know what I mean it's not okay to tell somebody it's not okay to feel that way you know what I mean and it's just it's it's horrible um you know, now I feel as though that I am older and that we are older. Prayfully, we're not coming across people who are still doing that to black people. And if we are, we have to speak up for them and we have to tell them that that is not okay and that is wrong. Um, yeah, like make sure, like to my generation, my my fellow queens and kings, please, if you have children or if you are mentoring anybody, Please tell your children or tell the people that, tell the children that you are mentoring or whoever it is around you that is young. Please try to tell them that no matter how you speak, no matter how you dress, no matter what you watch, no matter what you sound like, you are black. (laughs) Like if a person is speaking in a certain way just because they they don't sound like you doesn't mean that they're not black just because somebody watch anime doesn't mean that they are not black just because somebody um wears 
I guess, Crocs every day instead of uh, Jordans. I don't know. Doesn't mean that they're not black. And hey, guys, don't get on me about that because I've had people come to me. Oh, my God. I can't. The stories, y'all. I've had people say things to people saying that they're not black because they wear certain shoes. Okay. All right. Just make sure y'all correct them. And we need to stay together. We need to stick together as black people. We need to not shun um, our own because we don't because we don't consider them to be as black as you are as black as they are due to the fact that they don't dress a certain way but yes I am going to pray on that and continue on with whatever it is I was about to do on this segment So this concludes my segment of Wine Rants and Sober Thoughts. Um, if you guys would like to follow myself or Miss Queen, um, her Twitter, her Twitter is Queen underscore J. That's Queen um, Q-U-E-E-N underscore J-A-Y. Her username is a bit long, but it's Queen J-A 4785-8953. That is her Twitter and her Instagram is less long. (laughs) Sorry, guys, I'm pulling it up. It's take a look into my life. And that's all lowercase letters. Um, If you guys would like to follow my Twitter, it is Mama Bear Bloom. That's all lowercase M-A-M-A-B-E-A-R-B-L-O-O-M. And my Instagram is the same, but with two X's, XX. Um, with love, Mama Bear Bloom, that is my Instagram. Um, you guys stay prepared, stay tuned. I have a lot more interviews coming, um, mostly for music this year. 2021 is going to be a musical and artist and model kind of year. I'm going to be interviewing people and getting to know people. I'm going to be doing some new stuff, as you can see with this. Whoo, y'all. Um, if you can, do a listening sponsor for me, please, and thank you. I really appreciate it. I'll post a link on my Instagram and my Facebook and my Twitter. Prayfully, somebody will help me out with that so I can play some music on here. If you can't do it, that's cool. You know, the struggle is real. Um, however, if you can, the prices are like 99 cent, $4.99, I believe $9.99. But again, Thank you for listening to Wine Rants and Sober Thoughts. I am your host, Pandora Bloom. I hope that you have a marvelous day. Be safe, stay awesome, and remember, you're wonderful.